Welcome to Let's Chat Dental with Anne Budenberg. In this series, we're going to be talking about dental careers and squiggly careers in the UK. But of course, don't forget to like, rate and review this episode. So hi, so I'm Anne Budenberg and welcome to my podcast, Let's Chat Dental. So I'm joined today by Alexandra Rosvadoska and that was a struggle to say that, but I think I might have got it right. Um, on the second or third attempt and Adam Marsh okay so in this episode we're going to chat about dental audio notes which is affectionately known as Dan and I'm going to oh, we're going to be on first name terms because that's a very long surname so uh, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to say that again so Allah and Adam they're a husband and wife team and they've developed uh, dental audio notes so this allows dentists to effortlessly make complete accurate and contemporaneous records um so this is something which obviously is expected for us for um dentists and it sounds fantastic so if anything can help us with this because this is a big deal for dentists recording notes the time it takes so that's what we're going to speak about first of all i just want to introduce ala she's a dentist and she actually grew up in a, a very dental family with mother. Iwa um, was an award-winning dentist and now a dental coach and mentor. And she works in a dental practice in Evesham and has been there since 2012. So i just coming to you, Ella, to ask, ask you, you mentioned um, when we were chatting before about some of your previous dental experiences, you did a little bit of work abroad and had some fun working in a in a different country can you just tell me a bit more about that yeah um firstly and thank you so much for having us on the podcast we're really really honored to be a part of it and um really enjoyed our com my conversation with you before and I'm kind of excited to have a conversation with you again it feels a really nice thing to do yeah Adam and I were very very lucky when we finished university I did a year of VT a couple of months of locum work and then we uh, moved out to New Zealand we worked there for about a year we were there for about 18 months um, coming up to two years and we had a really wonderful time we were very very lucky I was in two different places working part-time at the end of the day we go surfing or windsurfing or kiting or um, biking or you know had a really really lovely life um, for the time that we were out there and then when we came back I was really lucky to go and work in Mexico for a month as well a couple of years later that was just doing some aid work it was so fascinating to get those two different perspectives on dentistry I was so nervous going to both of those countries and it turns out that teeth are the same everywhere it turns out cross-infection control is not the same everywhere <laughs> x-ray radiation protection is not the same everywhere um actually teeth and people and looking after people that is worldwide and no matter what language you're speaking no matter what the cultural background is yeah it was it was good and you know we're so lucky in dentistry to be able to have a career where you can go and do things like that um incredibly privileged yeah yeah great I think yeah you're right we've there's a lot of advantages with our career and it's it's very flexible that you can take that time out and go and do something different which is fantastic opportunity so so in addition to that I think both of you um, also are joint secretaries of the Gloucester Independent Dentist Group which I believe is the UK's largest independent study group for the entire dental team 
so so that's quite quite a coup actually and um we were very lucky to be asked to do that it's been going for a long time it's supported a lot of people in a lot of challenging situations right back from 35 years ago um, when the NHS contract changed and dentists just needed a bit of support the committee are so dedicated and have been running it for many many years and when I was asked to I used to do BDA group for Gloucestershire and just be the secretary for that did that for a few years and then um, so got asked to do that I think from the back of that and from going to GID very regularly and it's a super group um, it's really supportive for local dentists and it's a lovely thing to be a part of yeah do a bit of a different thing running events <laughs> yeah different career bit as well <laughs> yeah well yeah so there's many facets to your career and so you, you say that's part of it's for the whole dental team. So does that include hygienists, yeah. therapists our, as well? Yeah, our study days are for the whole dental team. So um, just sharpen the saw a little bit together um, in a nice environment, building links with other local dentists and building friendships as well with those colleagues and getting a little bit of community, dental community together. And it really does work like that. We, for new dentists coming through, it gives opportunities for jobs with those you know to get to know the dentists who are then looking for the for the younger people so it's it's a really important community amazing cpd we have some of the best speakers from all over the world we have people coming from seattle and abu dhabi and australia and all sorts of places it's um yeah it's 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 a good one (laughs) sounds good how do you join (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, it's by application but we do have, we've had a few members retire, so we have a, a few spaces available. So uh, Gloucestershire mm-hmm. Independent Dentists, gid.org.uk is the website. And if anybody would like to come and be a part of it, we're very welcoming. We're very friendly. Um, yeah, we part of that. Okay. So, yeah, we'll put anything we kind of speak about like that, we'll put in our resources at the end of the podcast. So, no, that sounds good so that people don't get isolated. And uh, as you say, at the moment for recruiting it's and sharing sharing information so a great thing sorry adam um is the technical lead for dan you're i know adam you might want to say a little bit about yourself i know you're not a dentist but um you're you're bringing all your technical expertise and background to it sure absolutely yeah and thanks for having us on see i'm i'm an engineer my background my early career was focused on delivering industrial software and process control systems. Uh, yeah, Alan and I met at, met at uni. It's been really fascinating being having the engineering experiences and then learning about the dental world at the same time. Mm-hmm. And basically the opportunity came up for, for us to focus on Dan uh, in 2020. All right. So let's, so let's actually kind of go into that a little bit more. So let's firstly talk about what it is so everyone's clear dental audio notes what what actually what does that mean what what is it pretty much does what it says on the tin it makes a secure audio recording of the dentist patient consultation uh, ultimately so that you have the most complete accurate and contemporaneous records of the discussions that you have with your patients yeah for me it feels like an extra pair of hands in the surgery it feels like I know that my records are perfect each time I use it. I know that I can just be in flow in my conversation with my patient. I don't need to worry about whether my nurse is there at the 
desk writing at the same time. I don't need to worry about whether I have enough time at the end of the consultation to write everything up in every single sentence. I can just be with my patient. We can problem solve together. We can do all of that. And I can be there with them, doing all the feeling bits with them. And that brings me a lot of joy, actually. <laughs> I really enjoy using it. So for me, it's that it's that freedom, that nice feeling. <laughs> okay, so just to clarify, you have this free conversation with your patients that so you're not sitting there typing away at the same time that or you're speaking to the patient so it frees you up and so you can give them your full attention yeah but obviously just to make it clear you you're still writing your notes at the I end still of have yeah absolutely I still have all of the processes that we had in place beforehand I take care with my records just as I always have I still work hard on that but it that worry's not there it just takes all the stress out of it um, yeah. yeah it's it's that complete completeness of the record you've got all the adjuncts you've got your photography you've got your 3d scans you've got your you know pre-op medical history and your dental history filled out and you've got an audio record it's it's that Okay, no, that's, that's great. So I just I think just one more thing about that. So it's audio. But I think we spoke before about um, transcribing, because obviously, it takes quite a long time to listen back to audio. So where are you with transcribing? Transcription is obviously an automated process. Yeah, it's an automated system, it's not going to be perfect. So um, you should never refer to um your transcription as your ultimate end all, uh, but it's really helpful for being able to quickly navigate the audio and jump to the right spots. We've been able to respond to feedback from from users as they've come on board. And transcription has always been somewhere people uh, have been to... interested in. Yeah, yeah. And when we spoke and you talked about you know the software that you use for um, for recording, I think you do you mind me saying what you use? Is that okay? Mm-hmm. So um, you use um, Dragon Notes, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and the word you used was love. And we had a a few people that that said, you know, oh, this would be really good if it did this as well. Okay, we've got audio, we've got that down. We're really happy with the way that's working. Now let's explore, you know, let's explore what we can do with with um, transcription. And then we have it, you know, and I can test it and I can make sure it's working well. And we're playing around with different mics and different surgeries and different placements and all that kind of thing. So we can get that right for people. But absolutely, you know, we've been able to listen to people feeding back to us and, and you know, been able to be like, okay, cool, let's take that on. And 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 now, yeah, we've got that down as well. So um, I know that you use it for your um, records and you're using it like a dictation software. So I've been trying mm-hmm. out um, dental audio notes, using it like that, and it works. So um, happy days. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Okay. So that's great. Um, so it's more than audio now it's audio and trans transcription as well which yeah so that's fantastic was there any particular or what was the trigger that you know made you kind of think I'm going to invest all this time energy late nights money (laughs) in developing (laughs) this yeah it's funny actually it just has always needed to be done I feel like the idea is as old as the hills and it's been the most asked question John Tiernan was very helpful and gave us lots of his time early on in our development process he was the um previously on the executive board of directors for dental protection um and he was head of their educational services as well so he had a really great insight into what questions people were asking about record keeping 
one of the most asked questions is, why can't I just record this? So it's not that we had an idea that was original. It's just that it was a that tension that has always existed between what really happened and what you had time to write down was niggling enough that I mentioned it to Adam. And Adam is a problem solver and loves a problem, <laughs> loves to solve them. You mentioned John Tiernan. Um yeah, I mean, I worked with John Tiernan um, in the past. And uh, what well, I remember being, a, a, again, at some of his um, lectures or workshops, and he o- always had this phrase that you've probably heard. He would say, well, how much um, people write is depends on your appetite for risk. So if you've got, you know, a high appetite for risk, you don't write much. <laughs> if you want low risk, you you know, you you you, you cover it, you write a lot. So because people always would ask that question as well. Well, how much do I write? I don't have time. Yeah, um, it's interesting you mentioned risk actually, Anne, because that is that is part of it. In the couple of years that I've used it, that has been that risk reduction has really been amazing. Um, you know, I very, very rarely listen back. And um, sometimes I do for trying to make it, you know, for training and all that kind of thing. But those times have been where it's been absolutely invaluable. Um I mean, you mentioned training there because, you know, I would see it potentially as quite a good training tool. And I think you've, when we've spoken before, you've talked about this, how when you listen back, you do hear what you said or didn't say. And did you say it in the right way? Did it make sense? You know, did 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 the patient, the GDC say the patient expect to understand they want to understand things in in their terms so was it too technical was it too much jargon was it this was it that so how do you see it playing out in terms of training so for young dentists um particularly but young absolutely, dentists yeah absolutely everybody but absolutely everybody so it's i mentioned gid at the beginning our last gid day was um barry alton you know, talking about how you build rapport with your patient and, you know, how you can use specific words to help to build that relationship. And anybody who has somebody in their practice or in their lives who can help them, anybody who's got a mentor or got somebody who can go through that with them. I have a very lucky, I have a a mum who's brilliant at that I also have a really supportive practice principal who's really knowledgeable and I really respect his opinion and those times when I've you know thought "Mm, that didn't go how I wanted it to go and I've listened back to it with him that's really it takes a lot of guts to do it but you get so much information out and you are always a better dentist at the end of it and I think any part of your career that you're in you can always improve the other thing it makes you do actually is training on the ground as you're doing it live, because as soon as you switch record on, you are you feel on show again. You know, like you did when you first qualified and you made sure you went through absolutely everything. You you go back into that. So it's it's really it's really powerful from that perspective. And it does make you go through your communication better. Along with John Dinner, we spoke to Kevin Lewis as well, who again has been really supportive and really um helpful and you know he's saying that that he he really likes having a a a proper record 
but also that improvement in the communication is arguably an even more important dividend than the records themselves. And I think that, you know, he's he has a habit of getting things entirely right and hitting it, hitting the nail on the head. And I think that sentence was really, you know, it, it, it felt like that's what it feels like when you're using it. And that was a nice feeling. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to come back to um, this bit about um, the communication and the words you're using for the patient, um, because absolutely right. The patient has to understand what you're saying to them. Um, but just before, before we came back to that, I was just going to ask you, um, so what have some of the challenges been in this sort of process? Uh, yeah, so um, we we did explore a very lo-fi solution to this a long time ago, almost probably 10 years ago. And so that really uncovered the challenges around data security, protection, making sure that uh, rec the records and the, and the audio is available to the right people at the right time, including the patients. Um, and so those were were the challenges that we focused on at the beginning. So our initial development really focused around making sure that element was was really solid. Um just coming back to uh, because we didn't touch when we were saying what what is dan um we didn't touch on the bit that the patient actually has access to the file is that right as they do with uh all of their patient record yeah yeah it's um it's been really nice actually it takes the onus away from patients covertly recording and it uses audio recording in a way that proactively builds relationships so you've got somebody who's maybe uh, a little bit overwhelmed if they've got a complex treatment plan to consider or somebody who is a little bit older uh, maybe getting a little bit forgetful maybe a little bit less confident in their ability to make that decision at that time and being able to offer look you know we're going to have a really good conversation about this we're going to go through lots of details and your options just so you know, you know, would it be okay if we take a audio recording? It means I can concentrate on you, but it also means that you are welcome to have a copy of this recording. Please use it. Please go and, you know, show it to your wife or your family or, you know, um, sometimes people have come in with a carer, but they have people who have power of attorney for healthcare decisions. You know, please do share this. Please do use this to make your decision the right one for you. Yeah. Because you already said that, you know, if you're discussing, it doesn't have to be complex things. It's just, or it could just be they're very anxious. So, you know, they they completely switch off as soon as you start mentioning something that sounds scary, root canal treatment or, you know, or something that they don't like, bad news, yeah. and they yeah. switch off. So th that facility, do you automatically send the file to the patient or do you wait for them to ask for it or um how does that work it, it very much varies so um for most people specifically director types and that kind of thing they're just happy to make their decision don't bother them with that you know it's it's the sentence can I take a recording as part of your dental record already covers that they can have access to it just like their dental record. And that's in your policies and procedures and all that kind of thing. So that's all covered. That's fine. It's only for those people, like you say, that you feel might benefit from that, that you might just add that extra sentence in. look, you are welcome to have a copy of this if you'd like to use it to help you make your decisions. So, yeah. 
And so I suppose leading on from that, the obvious question is with that kind of, you know, if they listen back, so you're talking about implants or something along those lines, which might be more complex, you know, have quite a time frame to it, be more expensive. Do, do you find that you get a lot more questions coming back? No, actually, no, no. So the patients that um, the experiences that we've had have been very few patients ask for a copy. Some patients you say, would you like a copy? And they go, oh, yes, that would be excellent. But then you send it to them and actually they don't listen back to it. So they've got it sitting there, but they haven't opened it and they haven't listened to it. But they come back perfectly happy to have the treatment. Other people have used it. So a, a, a few patients have used it. And one patient, for example, used it to listen back to with her family. She was, as you said, you know, a very anxious person. She had to have a tooth removed. She listened back to it with her family, got her head in the right space about it and was able to come back and have it without the sedation that she would normally have. You know, so it was really powerful from that perspective. We had another patient who used it. Um, her accountant was also her friend. And she said, look, can you just listen to this for me? Do you think we can find £30,000 for me to have all on four upper and lower? And they listen back to it together over a cup of tea. You know, it's, it's that kind of thing. So it, it helps all different sorts of people. But, um, you know, audio is just one way that people learn. Anything that that person needs to help them make the right decision for themselves is helpful sharing the audio is just very easy because it's just one click <laughs> just share there's their email done you know I, um and it's it's great for valid consent like you were saying yeah i think it's interesting what you said earlier on about it makes you as soon as you're feeling on show you're being recorded you you know you may forget to say things, but you probably makes you make that extra level of effort to explain things in a clearer way. And make sure you're getting that verbal confirmation from your patient that they're saying yep. yes. Yep. yep. So it is a good training way as you're doing it in terms of raising raising your game in that way. Um, and as you say, listen, listening back, you know, if if you need to. So you've given actually some examples of um, the benefits of of Dan. Any other sort of personal examples recently that have been particularly good for you? The challenging conversation example is interesting because sometimes you have patients who you know are going to be challenging and some patients who say crazy things and you think, wow, I can't believe you just said that. You know, where do I even start with that, <laughs> with that sentence? And it really helps to resolve some of that. That's made the patient behave better too. And that's really well documented in when you record people anyway, they behave better. And it means that we've had better conversations, more proactive and efficient conversations as well. And we've reached a better resolution because both people have been behaving well. So that's been interesting. Another one is, you know, I had a challenging conversation with a patient where I didn't feel like I'd handled it like I would have liked to have done. And the patient left and it was okay, but it wasn't great. And afterwards, I listened back to my principal. I listened to the patient and used and understood what she was really wanting. I then used her language back in my email to her. The patient came back and said, look, I feel really heard. I feel really understood. And, you know, reading that in an email back that same evening 
was incredible. You know, we just fixed it, solved it. Okay, so what you're speaking about there is conflict resolution or complaints, you know, okay, that's before that they even get there. Yeah. yeah. So it's that's not happening every day, but we we you know that you occasionally you're going to get someone that's not happy with something and so what you're saying that so that's that's a big thing and I I think it's quite interesting that you say people behave better Mm. there so what you're saying is that if they wanted to come in and really complain or have a rant they're less likely to do it if they're being recorded Mm. perhaps Hmm. maybe just moderate their tone slightly <laughs> make it easier yeah. to deal with. I haven't had anybody coming in and ranting so I'm no not sure. <laughs> <laughs> no everything I think you know things go along for a long time and nothing sort of untoward happens and then something you know it might just be someone nothing even that you've done but they've just had a bad day so uh, risk management um, complaint resolution any other feedback that you've had from patients? Yeah, it's interesting. People always wonder, what do the patients think about it? That's that's often a question that we get asked. What do the patients think? I'm very lucky. I work in a practice with a lot of technology and patients like seeing technology. And it comes under that bracket um, in, in terms of their responses to that. You know, I get, oh, OK, you know, that that it's different from what their previous dentists have maybe done. It's an extra step it's an extra layer it's an extra bit of tech that we have it's an extra bit of you know um care that we've taken over our clinical records because we want things to be right and good and I think when that's the general feeling in the practice that you want things to be right and good then it's really easy to have audio records as part of that and um yeah even with all different personalities over (laughs) a few years um I've always had a positive response from patients um, and you know in the end if they didn't want to you could just not use it it's fine it doesn't matter yeah when I've mentioned it to non-dental friends um, who are maybe currently having some I don't know medical things done they just said that just sounds so good why wouldn't you do that because half the time I can't remember what they said and you know it just seems yeah why wouldn't you so yeah absolutely it is quite interesting, isn't it, that that most people don't actually listen back. They kind of they want to have that access, and I think that's the nice thing that you can. Mm. Most most people don't actually listen in the end. Yeah, yeah, only small percentage. Yes, yeah, absolutely, and you know how many people sometimes would like. Um, certainly for medical things or dental things they would really like someone to be there at that consultation with them Uh, but for whatever reason um, they can't have somebody there it just doesn't work logistically Um, or as you say you talked already about carers you know is is somebody but somebody else would like to hear what's being said Um, so again I think that's really quite reassuring and and I suppose going to the NHS environment, you know, we're even more issues around time and, you know, meeting targets. And, you know, that's why so many dentists are leaving the NHS. So I'm not saying this is going to make them stay in the NHS, but it could it could it's, help them. It could. Do you just... know what? It's so simple. It's just those things like 
you get credit for that time that you spend. Okay, you might be at the same time taking an x-ray, but at the same time you're talking through and you're letting people know and all those extra little bits of information. Yes, you might be polishing the tooth or you know letting them have a rinse out, but you're saying, just so you know, at the end of this, it might be sensitive. All of those little bits, if you're recording it, you get credit for it. Whereas if you just, you know, your nurse is getting the next patient ready or she's, you know, all of that kind of thing, that just never goes in the record. Whereas those people who are really efficient they get all that information across but they're doing other things at the same time and um yeah having done there's just like that extra person in the corner yeah so you're getting those extra extra bits of information which are kind of quite vital could be it could be you know really really important to that patient so i suppose it brings us on about cost and you know can i try it or you know can people try it before they buy it and how does that work Absolutely. We provide every person who uh, signs up to try down with uh, three free hours of recording, which you can use over any period of time. Uh, all you need to do is visit the website, dentalaudionotes.com, sign up, download the application, plug in a mic and press record. A full license, we simply charge £30 a month and that provides you with six hours of recordings. We'd love for people to find it really useful and to find that they're recording more than six hours a month, um, at which point, you know, we've done a tiered system. So if you use more, then it's less per hour. Um, it should be good value, basically, is what we're aiming for. Yeah, there's an assumption that the whole practice has to go that way. But it may be that it's very um, drip feed in a practice. So it might be that one person thinks it's a great idea and starts using it. And then you've got some slightly reluctant people, but then they become converted. So, you, you know, you can do it in any way you want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think I'd probably encourage people if they're interested in learning more is just to reach out, you know, download it from the website, have a play with it. But please reach out because, you know, we've got lots of experience of using it. So, no, I think it's absolutely fascinating. It's, you know, the more you talk about it, the more uses you can see, uh, more opportunities for it. Um, so I'm just going to kind of come to more about careers. And, you know, so this is quite interesting seeing where you've got to now. Obviously, um, you're a dentist, but you're also doing this. So you've kind of, you're diversifying, you're doing other things. So early career. So if you could speak to your younger self, you know, a few years qualified, could you have seen yourself doing this? You know, did you see yourself? Did you see a vision of where you were going or was it just? Uh, interesting. So um, having a mum who's a, a coach and a mentor is 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 amazing. I'm very, very, very lucky to have that. And yeah, having a really strong vision of what your life what you would like your life to be like was definitely a feature of growing up and decision making all the way through from choosing GCSEs I think was the first time that my mum did that exercise with me you know okay what would you like your life to be like oh, show me that vision like make it really colorful make it really big what does it sounds like what does it feel like what does it smell like like how are you feeling inside okay and I work that back now so okay so what kind of work do you do are you traveling or are you in one place or you know all of those kinds of visualizations were such a feature and I feel incredibly lucky for that because I've never wondered what to do because the path's always been clear and 
there's been a couple of bits of advice that have just helped along the way. My dad, from all of the bits that he has given me over the years, he's given quite a few. Um, <laughs> the first one was, um, yeah, to be legal, decent, honest and truthful. And that, you know, things kind of echo around in your head a little bit and some things stick and some things just go in and out the other. That one stuck. One that my mum said on my first day of going into practice was, okay, darling, you're here now. Just fake it till you make it. That was amazing. That was exactly what I needed to hear at the time. And then the other one, which I'm not sure where it's come from, is regret the things you do do, not the things you don't. And it feels like Dan very much fell into that category. Yeah, that's probably the answer to that question. (laughs) Yeah. So you're quite unusual in some ways from the point of view of you've had a mentor which most people don't have from that sort of age but you've really had it as you said since your GCSEs which is yeah yeah I mean you've but you've taken those not everyone would take advantage of that I guess but you really have so that's that clarity yeah she makes it fun yeah Yeah. so her her baby is beyond teeth that's her baby um and all of the people that she helps through that that's her joy and you know when you've got somebody who's really joyful who's helping you who's Mm -hmm. clearly enjoying helping you and that creates that environment it makes it really difficult to not do it (laughs) yes yeah you just get get pulled along in that enthusiasm and yeah you must have that with your mentees as well yeah yeah you can yeah it's nice to see them kind of yeah move on to the next stage yeah absolutely okay so you've had the benefit of mentoring coaching fantastic so we're kind of promoting mentoring as a good thing um <laughs> just is <laughs> it is it is a good thing um we did a podcast on that oh gosh a few months ago actually secret to work happiness career fulfillment and i suppose there's some interesting stuff that Lord Price, you know, who was deputy chairman of John Lewis and former managing director of Waitrose. And he he's looked at a lot of this um, work happiness and, you know, the benefits it brings, you know, happy workforce, you retain staff, you have better profits. It's, it's all good, isn't it? So just kind of um, continuing on that theme, but their philosophy for many years has been, you know, that happy workplace. And they he looked at those six steps. So I'm going to um, just go through some of them and just see how you would score yourself. How would you rate or how you would rate those aspects for yourself? So we've got one to six. And the first one is, about what's the importance of the first one which is reward and recognition you know being fairly paid for what you do I think we've always been in a very lucky scenario that we've always had enough so pay's never been something I've needed to worry about or think about so I just get to serve the patients I think lots of dentists say that you know look after the patients and the money will look after itself and I think in dentistry that's incredibly true and you know a little bit of luck thrown in being in the right place at the right time having a lovely practice to work for you know really great patients really great team is is you know huge in that 
and but you know my mum did that for 30 years in her practice and you know we always had a lovely life it's always been enough and um I think the suit you know if you're in dentistry just for the money you might as well be in banking or something that actually has proper money you know dentistry is a lovely life and a lovely life of serving your community um but there are easier ways to make more money <laughs> I think if that's what you're about yep uh-huh exactly so so the reward yeah so what you're saying is there's always been enough and what about the recognition part is that does that come from that the patients keep you know happy patients happy team do you know actually it's the patients trusting you enough to make this the, the decision that you hope that they will so accepting treatment plans I think is probably the recognition and having good outcomes and patients going out feeling happy I live for google reviews man <laughs> no negative feedback please <laughs> nice positive feedback's great yeah <laughs> it is okay so we all like recognition we all know that's that makes you happy okay a scale of one to ten and what's most important so the next one is information sharing that sort of feeling that you're part of where you work I guess you know um... I've never not felt it so I don't know what it would feel like to not feel involved um again I've just been really lucky I work in some really nice places where you, the team is valued aren't they yeah. yeah yeah okay so that um where does that score on on one to ten I guess it's quite important <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah I completely understand that okay empowerment so that's the third one I'm feeling empowered in the workplace how important is that to you it definitely feels nice when you have it definitely you know if there's if there's something that I would like to implement that is agreed on by the team then I definitely have the ability to do that and it's lovely to do that so we've got number four is well-being so how important you know your physical mental how big a factor is that that physical and mental on your happiness in the workplace being cared about always feels nice so yeah it's always it's always important and even if it's not you that's got the challenges you know being massively pregnant was a bit of a challenge and um people you know people looking out for my well-being for that felt really nice yeah yeah Okay, so we're looking after the team physically, mentally, and yeah, oh, holistic, holistic care, yeah, is important. So we're saying that's quite, we're getting close to a 10 on that, are we? <laughs> <laughs> when you need it, yeah. <laughs> okay, a quick, yeah, quick fire on the other one. So instilling pride, so that kind of sense of purpose. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. Okay. Is that trying to get it right yeah. yeah yeah that's a that's a good eight or nine <laughs> that's a good eight or nine okay excellent yeah but we don't need to be perfectionists so it's is that balance isn't it between mm, perfect, that balance you know, going and get, <laughs> that trying to get that right. yeah 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 if that's yeah how do you how do you how do you make that balance um okay and then, so number six is this job satisfaction yeah, that's really important. That's what gets you up in the morning. Why you bother going? So yeah, that's a that's a good eight or a nine as well. Okay, yeah, okay. So I, I mean, I think they're a good, 
it's, it's, it's obvious stuff it's very applicable and it's it's different in and obviously different um environments but it's important stuff so finally so just kind of I, I guess we'll round up in a minute but talking about well-being in general so what do you generally do when you're not at work what do you do to relax and away from work we play yeah <laughs> <We're> <laughs> okay in, yeah <laughs> Yeah, we're lucky. We're in a, it's a beautiful bit of the world. So yeah, we're in Cheltenham. So we've got the Cotswolds right here with us. Uh, we've got two young kids, so uh, six and three. So that's a wonderful time of life to be to be playing and exploring the world from from different perspectives. We have a van, so we try to get up as much as possible at the weekend. Yeah, we're just big kids inside, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. So, well, you probably don't have a lot of time, actually, because you're developing all those new projects, but when you do have the time, so that's great that you get away. So I just think probably is we maybe just sort of draw it to a close. Just one final thing, one piece of career advice that you would, you found helpful or you, that maybe others might found helpful. Regret the things you do do, not the things you don't. Yeah. legal decent honest and truthful and then fake it till you make it <laughs> okay that sounds good that seems a good ending point and I suppose just in summary Dan is an audio recording for your patient records it's also a transcription you can um, send it to the patient it's very easy it can be used by anyone in the team either drip feed or the whole team it's a great great for risk management um, in addition to just record keeping it's also very good for training I think training listening back and we've said any age any age we can always learn and also you know great for patients feedback that they can understand those conversations if if they need to in the comfort of their own home with somebody there to help them at the same time so we said risk management, but also conflict resolution, because at some point there'll always be something, something like that that comes along, even though hopefully it's not too often. So I just think great product. I've I've had a look at it. I haven't used it, but my only experience with um, um, sort of audio is transcribing, and I'm using that in the hospital in uh, with the system, the Dragon system. And it's really transformed the way I do a lot of things. So, you know, big fan of it. And just want to say thank you very much for giving up your time because you don't have a lot of time, spare time. <laughs> and um, good luck. And um, I wish you all the success with it. Oh, and thank you so much for having us on. It's been such an enjoyable conversation with you. I'm sorry, it's very long. We need to learn how to stop talking. <laughs> it's been delightful to talk with you, Anne. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Uh, anything we've spoken about today will be in the resources at the end of the podcast. So thanks very much and hope you will enjoy listening and join us for the next podcast. Let's Chat Dental with Anne Budenberg talking about dental careers and squiggly careers in the UK. Don't forget to like, rate and review this episode.